and we're back. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host, Alex Nicolau, and in this week's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to take a look at my least favorite to my favorite Marvel project of 2021, and then taking a look at my least anticipated to my most anticipated Marvel project of 2022. So without further ado, let's get started. So luckily for us, this might be a little bit more simple than I explained it as. So there are 10 Marvel projects that released in 2021, and there are 10 Marvel projects releasing in 2022, including Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Morbius. I'm going to be including them because they are Marvel properties, and I do like them, and plus there's Spider-Man, so, you know, I, I, gotta, I gotta put them in there. But uh, I think I'm gonna go with our 2021 list first, uh, starting from 10 going to 1. So, let's get started. Just a little bit of a disclaimer, I do not hate any of these Marvel projects we're going to be talking about. Uh, I just think some are just better than others. So uh, I'm going to give a little bit of an explanation on why I thought they deserved that place, and then we're going to move on. So up at number 10, we have What If. Now, don't get me wrong, What If was a great series, and it was one of the Marvel projects that I've been looking forward to for quite some time as a huge fan of the What If comics, but I thought it was just a little bit underwhelming. You know, the stories were so great. I loved T'Challa as Star-Lord. I loved If Ultron won. I loved If, uh, you know, Party Thor. Uh, but I just think some of the things were a little bit underwhelming. I did love all the cameos and stuff like that. And I loved how the ending, you know, correlated with every single episode. And it, honestly, it might relate to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with all those, you know, great leaks and stuff coming out now. But it, it was it was great, and I really did like it. I hope season two is way better. Uh, but it wasn't just it wasn't better than anything else on this list, so that's why it's at number ten. Up at number nine, we have Black Widow. I know a lot of people's reasonings behind their disliking of Black Widow is because they thought it was going to be an exit movie for the Black Widow character, and unfortunately it wasn't because this movie was very ill-placed in the MCU release date timeline. This movie should have been before Civil War, and it's sad that you know it took them that long to actually make a Black Widow movie. But my reasoning for not liking this movie is because of Taskmaster. They ruined one of my favorite Marvel antagonists, and uh, it's it's unfortunate because that name will forever be stamped as that terrible villain in the Black Widow movie. It was promising at first until she took off her helmet and revealed it was Antonia, and then it just all went downhill from there. I was like, are you kidding me? Inside the theaters. So that's the only thing that really upsets me, and it's the, it's kind of a, it's a big thing. It is a really big thing to do that with a character like Taskmaster, and that's why it is at my number 9 spot. At the number 8 spot, this is going to the second Disney Plus show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now we're getting to the point in my list where none of these projects are bad, alright? There's a few little things about them that maybe I thought, you know, this project was better than the other, but now none of them I have, like, no problems with or none of them are inherently terrible. So that's why The Falcon Winter Soldier is at number 8. Now, I really like this show. At a point, I thought it was better than WandaVision, but uh, that was because I was giving my brain a little break from theorizing and making conspiracies every second in my head. This show was very straightforward. There was no, like, secrets or what's gonna happen next. Like, you, I mean, there was, but, like, you know how it was all gonna end, and it was just nice to see that all fall together like that. I loved how they introduced Sam Wilson as Captain America. I loved the character development and the relationship development of Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson. I loved, uh, you know, John Walker. It's, it's a great character, and I really can't wait to see him as, uh, you know, U.S. agent. And uh, we have Allegra de Fontaine in the mix, you know, just cooking things up in the background, you know, away from, like, the Doctor Strange multiverse stuff that's been going on and that we've been seeing, like, right now forever. There's stuff like that going on in the background, and I'm really excited to see 
uh, what they have cooking up for that. I'm really excited to see Captain America 4. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see all the actors back, and uh, it was a very great show. Up at number seven, we have The Eternals. Now, unlike critics and casual moviegoers, I really like The Eternals. I love how they brought in ten different characters with ten different abilities, you know, personalities, backgrounds, stories, and it, it didn't feel like too much, and it felt like something very familiar. I don't know if it's because I you know, read the comics before, but it felt familiar, and it didn't feel too, like, new to me. And I loved how it broke the formula for superhero movies and it just felt really right and I don't understand why it gets so much hate. I thought it was a great story. I love the twists, the turns. Everybody's powers were so cool. The visual effects were great and it, it, it shows that there's something greater out in the Marvel Universe than just in New York, you know? So uh, I'm excited to see the future of that. I know the director teased something of them teasing Galactus in the next movie, which I'm really excited for. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what the future comes with the Eternals, and I really like the movie. Now, unfortunately, at number six, we have Venom Let There Be Carnage. Now, I know a lot of us were very disappointed and underwhelmed with Venom Let There Be Carnage, me being one of those people. Uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> the only reason it's this high in my list is because Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson performed their characters so greatly. Uh, I also love Venom and I love Carnage, but... The runtime of this movie really screwed it over. They try to tell so many stories at once for an hour and 30 minutes, and it just didn't cut it. And I also hate how they threw away Carnage like he was some villain that nobody knows about, or like he wasn't the most dangerous symbiote to ever exist. Uh, so that's my main problem with the movie. I think the best part is that, uh, you know, it was Venom. I love Venom, and uh, I think the character is great. I think Carnage was pretty great as well. I think one of the only problems I had was the voice. It was a little deep. I wanted it to be more screechy. And it sounded like there was like 10 voices inside his mouth or something. And uh, obviously we had the great post credit scene of him licking the screen with Spider-Man on it. Uh, so it's great. That's why it's in the number 6 spot. And I just hit my elbow on my table. Now we're getting down to the wire. Top 5 spots. Now the the five, four, three, two spots are all kind of jumbled together because these are great projects. You guys already know my number 1 spot is. We, we don't have to play it around here. But uh, I don't know man. So it's 3 Disney Plus shows versus a movie. I think I'm going to go with a Disney Plus show. And I think I'm going to go with Loki. Now like I said all these projects were absolutely amazing. Uh, I really loved Loki. I honestly thought Loki was better than any of these shows but there are some flaws and there are some things that i'm kind of leaving open for the next season if i'm being honest i really can't say anything bad about this series i, I really liked it it was one of the shows that was very much worth staying up till 3 a.m to watch i mean i guess the little like the love interests with uh sylvie was a little bit weird because it was like an alternate version of himself but other than that i loved all the characters i i thought it was such a different type of concept for the character Loki, and I loved how Tom Hiddleston is still so passionate about the character, and he does such a great job, and I'm excited for season two, and uh, I, I guess I can't, I really can't say anything that bad about the series, it was great, like I said, it was worth staying up till 3am, it was very exciting, and I loved theorizing, and it introduced us to our new big bad Kang, and uh, I'm very excited for that future as well. Up at number four, I might get hate for this. I might have people texting me about this. Number four, I'm gonna have to give it to WandaVision. Here's the thing about the number four spot now. Uh, it's not that I 
thought there were any problems with this series. I just like these next projects better than this project, uh, which is hard because this these top three besides the first one was actually it's very or these top five besides the first one are very hard because I really loved all of these. Uh, so it's very hard to put WandaVision at this when I was I would stay up till 3 a.m., maybe 4 a.m. just theorizing things. Uh, but I loved everything about this series. I think the two things that I can really nitpick is, you know, Ralph Boner. I, you know, I really want to see Evan Peters back as Quicksilver. He's probably my favorite out of the newer cast of the X-Men. And uh, I don't like how the spinoff Agatha Harkness is coming out. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of WandaVision's fault. But I, I just think it's a waste of production and a waste of time for other characters that, you know, we need to bring inside the MCU. She's like a, I would say maybe D-list Marvel character. So, I don't know. Um, but, like I said, I, I, I really did enjoy this series. I loved, you know, seeing the, the Sword Corporation. I loved seeing Monica Rambeau. We have Jimmy Woo. Um, you know, I one of the things I theorized and got completely right was White Vision. And uh, I really like seeing that, and I can't wait to see him more. Maybe in Multiverse of Madness, we might see him. And I, I know we're going to be seeing him in Armor Wars, so we'll see about that. But uh, I'm, I'm just very excited to see what the future is in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And we'll get to that in my uh, most anticipated uh, list in 2022. But I think we got to move on to number three now. Now we're at our top three spot. And uh, I think I'm going to have to give it to the latest Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. I think why I like this series so much is because it dealt with, like, street-level crime. You know, in all the past Disney Plus shows like WandaVision, Loki, and even Falcon Winter Soldier, everyone had superpowers. Everybody had superpowers. There was some superpowered, you know, being as, you know, like, the villain or the antagonist. And in, in this series, there was none. It was straight street-level crime, you know, just, you know, skilled spies, basically. You know, I love the appearances, for, you know, from Elena, and we had Kingpin, which was great, from the Daredevil and, you know, that whole Netflix, you know, universe. Um, I, it was such a great series, and I loved uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, and I think she's going to do amazing things in the future. Maybe I would love to see a West Coast Avengers. That's I, that's what I think they're shooting for, for a West Coast Avengers, and I would love to see that. Um, but I really can't complain about this show at all. It was great. It was my favorite to watch, and uh, I was always looking forward to the next. And uh, I really can't wait to see the future of these characters. Now at the number two spot, guys, I have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now this movie proves that you could take the formula for superhero origin story movies and make it a good movie. They did exactly everything that, the, that you would in a superhero origin movie. But they made it absolutely outstanding, alright? They introduced the character, they introduced the villain, whatever, whatever. Big fight at the end. Great movie, though, alright? You know why? Because it had some of the best action sequences that we've seen since Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It had such a great soundtrack. All the visuals were beautiful. The storytelling, the character development, everything about this movie was absolutely outstanding. Simu Liu deserves all the praise that he's getting. And this movie, it's... I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think it's one of the best MCU origin stories that we've ever gotten. It really is. It truly is. And I'm very happy on how this movie turned out. It was one of the movies that I was very, very hopeful that was going to turn out very well. And I'm really excited for the future of Shang-Chi. And uh, I, I like it, it felt... Man, I really like this movie. And that's why it deserves my number two spot. I'm not going to go into any, any more uh, you know, depth to it. But it deserves this number two spot. 
And now for the number one spot. I forget who I put. Let me check my notes real quick. Oh yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. Do I even have to explain myself? I'm looking around my room like, do I even have to explain myself? I don't. We're just gonna move on. We're just gonna move on to my least anticipated, to my most anticipated list of Marvel projects in 2022. I'm not even gonna explain because you know already. This list is going to take a lot less time than the other list because I had to explain why I put everything where I put it. Uh, but I'm just going to explain like just maybe a sentence of why I put these projects in this spot. So let's go up at number 10, Miss Marvel. I think the main reason why I'm not very excited for this series is because they changed her powers up. So in the comics, she's a polymorph, which means she can stretch, she can grow her hand, she can grow her body, uh, and anything she can shrink her body shrink her hand whatever uh but they changed her abilities to be a little bit more like green lantern where it's kind of like just a projection of her hand so i'm not very excited for that also i'm just not the biggest fan of the character so i'm gonna watch it it's, it's gonna be interesting but it's not something i'm like oh my god miss marvel you know up at number nine we have black panther wakanda forever it's honestly very unfortunate that uh this movie is this low on my list and uh, I know there's probably going to be a lot of positive things about this movie. I know we're going to be seeing Riri Williams as Ironheart. And I know it's rumored that Namor the Submariner is going to make an appearance, which would be really cool. It just, it's sad that it won't be the same. You know, Chadwick Boseman really, like, left a mark on this world as this character. And uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate that it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same and everybody's going to know it. And I think even the actors, directors, producers, they all know it's not going to be the same, which sucks. And I know they're going to try their best, but it's really unfortunate, the predicament that they are in. And, uh, you know, we just we just got to look for the best. That's, that's all I can pretty much say. Up at number eight, we have the Guardians special that's coming out this December. I think this is just going to be really cool to see. It's probably going to be like 45 minutes long. It's going to be a short. We don't know too much about it, but it seems interesting enough. And it's probably going to be like a warm up. To what we're going to be seeing in Guardians Volume 3. Because I know there's been rumors going around about how this is going to be the last time we see the team. Which is, whew, I'm not ready for that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be interesting. We just don't know too much about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Up at number 8, we have the untitled Halloween special. Which we now know is the Werewolf by Night special. The Werewolf by Night is actually a really cool character. And I did a Halloween special last October. And I talked about the character. So if you're interested and want to learn more about the character, go check it out. Um, but we know that it is going to be directed by Michael Giacchino, who is a composer for most of your favorite movies, probably. And uh, I'm really interested. It, it seems really intriguing. I really like the character. It's most likely going to be teased at the end of Moon Knight, but I'm very excited. It, it seems very, very intriguing. Up at number six, we have She-Hulk. I am so excited to see Jennifer Walters. Oh my gosh, and I'm so excited to see more about the Hulk story, because I know we're going to be getting some Hulk sideline things, but uh, I'm really excited to see, um, you know, Red Hulk in this, I'm really excited to see, you know, She-Hulk, it, it all looks very interesting, and I can't wait to see, like, the fourth wall breaking, and I heard, I heard a rumor that uh, Charlie Cox is going to be making an appearance multiple times as... Matt Murdock, so I'm very excited for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just seems very exciting. I can't wait for that to come out later this year. And uh, yeah, I mean, it looks awesome. Up at number five is the next MCU project to release, a Disney Plus series I am so excited for, Moon Knight. 
I think first we have to give a round of applause to Oscar Isaac. Let's just, just, just for a second. For his service as Marvel characters. He played Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. He plays uh, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099 in the post credit scene of Into the Spider-Verse and is going to be playing him in Across the Spider-Verse. And now he's playing Moon Knight. Like, what a legend. What a legend. Uh, but this show looks absolutely... It looks insane. I love the character of Moon Knight. I love the dark, gritty sides of Marvel, and I really can't wait to see more of it. And uh, I can't wait to see more, like, you know, backstory about this character. And I know in the truck that he was driving in the trailer, a box said Von Doom on it. So uh, we're going to probably see some stuff there, too. But uh, I'm very excited for Moon Knight. I think it's one of the series that might top the other series. Um,. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited and very hopeful for that one, too. And I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. Now, I think we got through all the shows because up at number four is Thor, Love, and Thunder. I love Thor. I mean, what can you say? Who doesn't love Thor? I can't wait to see how um, the Jane Foster situation works where she turns into Thor. We get Mjolnir back and then all the other characters joining in, especially Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Christian Bale making his MCU debut in Thor Love and Thunder. I'm very excited for that. We got some great actors. We have some great, you know, maybe endings, maybe some beginnings, and uh, I'm very excited for that. I'm very hopeful that for that movie, and uh, I, I honestly can't wait. Up at number three is not an MCU project, but it's still a Marvel project, and a lot of you probably be like, why is this at your number three? My number three project is Morbius. I think the only reason that I'm excited for this is to see more Spider-Man content, because I know a lot of things might be cleared up in this movie. Because there was a lot of things that are going on in this movie. Uh, number one, we have, you know, Vulture in the movie, who is an MCU villain. Uh, we have Venom in the movie, who is like a Sony villain, who was in the MCU for a little bit. Uh, we have that uh, graffiti on the wall of, of Spider-Man in its Tobey Maguire suit with uh, the graffiti word murder on it. And then we have the Daily Bugle from Toby's universe with the captions like the Rhino, Black Cat. Then we have the Oscorp building from Andrew's universe. So uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I'm excited to see how it plays out, to see what world this is in, to see what's pretty much going to happen next in those universes. That's that's why I have it at number three. Morbius is still a cool character, but I'm just excited to see more Spider-Man content. Up at number two might be a little bit shocking to people. I, I think maybe a lot of people think I'm putting this at number one, but um, in my number two spot is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I don't think I need to explain myself on why this movie's going to be fire. For starters, it's directed by Sam Raimi. We're getting some more Doctor Strange content, some Scarlet Witch content. We're getting the MCU Illuminati with a bunch of different secret cameos, including Patrick Stewart's Professor X. Like, come on. This movie is a recipe for success. There have been so many different rumors about characters. And after what we've seen in, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, anything is possible. I think anything is possible at this point. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this movie. And at the number one spot, I don't know if you guys know what, like, number one is, because, you know, it's not something huge. It's not an, it's not an MCU project. It's a Sony project, and it's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. I don't know what to say, man. You know, just Spider-Man's the best, but uh, I'm very excited for this movie, too, guys. Uh, yeah, I love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. That's pretty much it. But uh, it looks great. I can't wait to see Spider-Man 2099. And I, I, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more Spider-People in this one, too. And then we're also going to have a part two to this, which is going to be pretty great. And uh, I'm just really excited for it. And uh, 
I mean, why can't, why wouldn't I be excited for the Spider-Man project? Come on. Um, but I think that does it, man. That's all the projects this year. I said that last part, like Marvel isn't feeding us 10 different projects this year, but I think that about does it for this week's episode, everybody. If you have any questions about Red Hawk Media and maybe you want to get involved, you can contact the president, Cicely Porter, at ciporter at iu.edu, or the program director, me, Alex Nicolau, at alexnico at iu.edu. You can also reach us on Instagram at redhawk.media. You can follow or even DM us for some more information. But once again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.